Warning, this podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. The Movie Virgins. And I'm Lindsay Schaefer. And this is Movie Virgins, a weekly discussion of our first times with movies. Each week, one of us is re-watching the film and the other is seeing it for the first time. And today, we're going to be talking about a grand American classic. Such a classic. One of my all-time favorites. 2004's Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. And it's Kumar, not Kumar. Not Kumar! <laughs> How do you spell that? Five O's. <laughs> Fuck. It's such... Leah, I love this movie so much, and it had been so long since I've seen it, and it made me so happy last night. <laughs> Just, uh, we needed some happiness. There were, Yeah, yeah. And that's part of the reason why I picked it now, is I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, let's laugh. And this, I mean, that's what this is. It's a great <laughs> laughing movie. Um, okay, first time I saw it, don't really remember. I know it was in the theater. I may have seen it twice in the theater. I don't remember for sure. Do you know why you went to see it? Um, like, what drew you so, to the theater? Because you were in college, right? I was, yeah. Uh, 2004, I would have just graduated. Okay. So, about the same age as these lovely young gentlemen. This is this is my generation. 100%. <laughs> I, I loved Dude, Where's My Car? Um, I can't explain why, because it's, you know, dumb as fuck, as you will see when I make you watch it. And I did think about starting with Dude, Where's My Car? Just because it came first, but Harold and Kumar is like, it's just, it's just my favorite. But yeah, Danny Leaner, uh, same director as Dude, Where's My Car? Mm-hmm. So, and that was how, that was how it was built. That was how it was advertised, Harold and Kumar. From it the was, same guy who did. Yeah, like, I don't remember, I don't remember thinking it was going to be anything, I only remember that it was billed as from the director who brought you Dude, Where's My Car? And, and I was like, like, sold. In. Yeah. Plus, there was something about White Castle that drew me to it a little bit, too. Because gross. No, no, here's why, though. I th- Yes, White Castle is disgusting. Blech. So gross. But I have some fond memories of it because... So I feel like I didn't know that White Castle was a drunk or high food really until my 20s i had no clue for me growing up white castle was the food that you get with your dad when you run errands on the weekend so your dad's a stoner got it no like we would we would go you know like to the hardware store and (laughs) i don't know pick up some stuff run some errands and then on the way home like on a saturday morning and on the way home we would stop and get white castle and take it home for everybody and in my mind, I thought it was gross then too. Don't get me wrong. I never yeah. actually, I always ate it because, you know, you eat foods that's in front of you. But I always thought that it was kind of gross. I remember always begging for a chicken sandwich. So we would get like the, what is it, Tacoma sack? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, know, no, the Tacoma sack is steak and shake. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, wh- whatever the fuck it is, the box, the, the case. The Grave case. Is that what it is? The Crave case. The, 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 okay. Yes, the Crave. We would get like the case of, yeah, 24 or whatever it is because they're tiny. It's mm-hmm. like bite size. 
And then in addition to that, my dad would give me like two chicken sandwiches. <laughs> so I would have like my two little chicken sandwiches. And then I'd probably still have one of the really nasty burgers because it's there. And it does fill something like a small void in you. It's like a Taco Bell. You know, like there is it, something to it. Yes, there is something about like having some really nasty, cheap, greasy food. Yeah. Like that it does fill a, a hole. I I didn't live in a place that had White Castle, but my parents knew what it was because they had lived in St. Louis for a while. So they were like, when we would come to St. Louis on vacation, I remember one time in particular, like, we're going to go to White Castle. Like, it was a part of the vacation. So we go to White Castle, and they order the food, and we have it in the car. And I just remember thinking, what the fuck is this? It's not even that great. And then my dad telling me. I don't understand how people just. I don't. It just, and I was a kid, and I was still kind of like, okay, I don't get it, but whatever. Like, but I never forget, and to this day, I ask people this question all the time do you know why there are holes in the patties oh so gross don't say those i, I know because the i've woman, never heard this before you by the way but <laughs> because the woman who makes them has these moles in her armpit and i didn't get it my dad had explained to me that she's like smashing the patties between in like in her armpit and then i was like what gross so but it that cracks adds the level of grossness to it I think that was that was another part of the White Castle thing that got to me is, in my mind, White Castle is a St. Louis thing. And I know that it's not just in St. Louis. I think of it as a St. Louis thing, But sure. because once you move outside of there's the no, city, there aren't no white, anymore. Yeah, we don't have any White Castles in St. Charles County. Right. I, I kind of figured, that, yeah, we do. Do we? Yeah, we do. Where? Um, there's one off of the Outer Road, and I think there's one on... The Outer uh, Road where? Um, like, close to the mall-ish. Not quite to the mall. And then, really? yeah, and then there's one on Mid-Rivers. I don't know. I've never been there, but I've passed them. Wow. Okay. But I feel like in my mind, White Castle was always was always a, a St. Louis thing. So when I saw this movie coming out, and I, it, it, it kind of, it hearkened something mm. to me where it felt really kind of personal and, and fun. Um, slight side note, the real reason I went, of course, is, is Dude, Where's My Car? I don't, but, it's funny to me that I never watched either of these movies. Because I like, I do like a good stoner comedy. Well, there you go. I don't know why you wouldn't. I remember, so I went into this thinking, it's bound to be good if it's anything like Dude, Where's My Car? At least it'll be, you know, mm-hmm. funny. I mean, th- like, it's just, that's what it's for. It's just a fun, ridiculous yeah. romp. And I fucking loved it so much like I remember walking out of that theater I don't remember who I went with I want to say it was Vicky because I don't know that I have any other friends who would be willing to go see it with me um but I and I don't really remember my experience of like what exactly I found so well I do remember some of the things I found so hilarious off the bat but I don't remember like the time of it but I remember walking out of the theater and automatically thinking way better than dude where's my car Like, this is the next best. You this just is... lowered the bar even more for Dude, Where's My Car? Well, it's because in Dude, Where's My Car, it's 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 just these <laughs> pretty stupid fucktards. Like, that's all yeah. it is. And this movie, there are a lot of, there's a lot of actually really smart humor mixed in with the idiocy. Um, and so many cameos. Oh, my God. So many cameos. So, watching it again last night. Okay, well, first of all, to go back to my first time, um, yes, found it. Absolutely hilarious. Loved it, 100%. Um, the, the big takeaways. <laughs> the big, the big <laughs> takeaways. What lessons did you take away from this film? The big takeaways were, first of all, why are they saying... This? <laughs> it's the thing that's bothered me for years. They say White Castle, White Castle. 
with the emphasis on white. And I never understood that because <laughs> I have always said it, white castle, with the emphasis on castle. And it really threw me, and I don't think it's even a thing, <laughs> but for some reason, it really uh, bothers me. Can you say it for me? How you would say it? Don't think about it. Um, just no, say it. I am. I want to go to White Castle. Did I say it right? No, you said White Castle. But it, and I don't know that it is this way. Oh, but, but you I've would say White Castle. White Castle. White Castle. Oh, wow. No, I wouldn't pronounce it that way. It's White Castle. So anyway, that was a takeaway for me was apparently people say White Castle differently. It's interesting that white I Castle. put the emphasis white on Castle. white. I'm going to White Castle. When this movie is, has so many things in it about race. White Castle. White <laughs> Castle. White right. Castle. Maybe that's why they did it. Maybe people do typically say White Castle. I think they do. I think they pronounce it how I pronounce it. I think you're the odd man here. I don't. Maybe we should take a poll on the Perhaps. Twitter. Okay. Yes. White Castle <laughs> or, or White Castle. Castle. So, big takeaway there. Okay. Uh, number two, Chris Maloney. <laughs> I this was I, I watched Law & Order SVU. I was, like, I loved SVU, mm-hmm. you know, for the first, I don't know, 27 seasons or so until I got tired of watching the same people get raped mm-hmm. over and over again in the yeah, same way. Yeah, rape ways. is tough. It's, it's hard, right? I hear he's coming back. So there's going to be, like, I think he, it's organized you crime. Keep, you can't keep those two apart. No, no, not to SVU, though. I think he's doing, like, organized crime or something. I think they're doing a new law oh. and order. I know. Well, that's exactly what we need right now, an organized crime law and order. Right. Right, exactly. That's <laughs> But I thought I It's what the that. country, it's what the people want. But the thing is, is I knew him from that show as, you know, he's Elliot Stabler. He's, like, he's the nice but tough detective who mm-hmm. helps children and rape victims. It's like you want him to be your dad and you want to fuck him. It's very confusing for lots of women. I, I am confused by it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then, and then, and then Freak Show. <laughs> Fucking Freak Show. And I just fell immediately in love with him. Not in a, a, a fucking way. I would rather not. I have a real, as you know, I have a real problem with skin stuff. <laughs> so the boils really got to me. But he is so, it was just this amazing turn for me. Like, oh my God, this he guy's can do fucking that. hilarious. So I and I remember seeing him on Scrubs. I don't remember if it was before or after this, but I remember seeing him do like do comedy but it was not anything like I this. have no, I not until very recently so like I don't know a couple years ago when I first watched Wet Hot American Summer and he was the camp and I never watched cook. that when it first came out I only saw it he is incredible like a few years ago. in that yeah. movie and then also Veep as the personal trainer <laughs> fuck <laughs> so he is so great as a comedic yeah. actor as a character actor that is ex- that is where and he I think that's what I love about Freak Show too is <laughs> yeah he's it's funny because he's so hideous and he has these boils but his voice and I didn't the way recognize he, like, him the I way had to look he it up stares off in the distance and then he starts like singing clapping <laughs> I just fucking love it but you also to be fair you also like that kind like who who are you into Nick Miller Nick Miller, Nick like, Miller. He's a stone cold. Stone cold killer. He's probably a little bit mentally retarded. Like not no, like maybe a little bit dumb. mentally unstable. <laughs> so then you have Freak Show, who maybe doesn't look as good as Nick, but he has but he the has, voice of like a baby sparrow. Isn't that's it? that. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> it just makes me laugh. It oh my god, makes me laugh. So I. The things that made <laughs> so me did laugh. you re- did you recognize him when you were watching it the first time? Because I didn't I didn't know it was him. Yes, I, was I like, don't remember if I don't think I did right away. I think I recognized him as someone right away and figured it out 
in the movie. Like I didn't go, I didn't have to go and look it up after. I, I had figured to go it look out. it up, but I looked it up immediately because there were so many cameos hitting. And I'm like, this has got to be somebody. And I know that they're, they're crushing it. Who is this? And then I was like, oh God, of course it's him. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, <laughs> like I, I just, I kind of just want to lay out there the things that, that touch me the most. Oh yes. Um, if I might. And some of these things are things that I rediscovered last night. Some of them are things I've, I've held dear to for years. Um, first of all, how I could have ever, ever forgotten that NPH was in this. Because he's such an integral part. Yeah, he's in the, in the series, I feel like. He shows back up, right? I haven't seen he all does, the movies, but I yeah. know and, that he and was honestly, a part of it. To be I knew fair, he would show up. You don't really have to see the other movies. They're really not very good. Okay. I mean, kind of a yuck, but not, you know, nothing like this. Um I 100% knew that, mm-hmm. but for some reason it had just kind of fled my mind until he showed up on the side of the road again. And then it all came tumbling back, of yeah. course. But that was a really exciting moment for me last night. Watching to, him hump the back of a car To all of a sudden seat. relive it again. And I 100% remember his love stains. <laughs> 100%. Like, as soon as he got in the car, I was like, oh, fuck, he's going to make some love stains. And he starts licking the leather. And, um, so, <laughs> so that was fun. I, I completely forgot that Ryan Reynolds was in this. Jesus Christ. And... It was, so I've been in love with Ryan Reynolds since uh, Two Guys and a Girl. Mm. And this is post Two Guys and a Girl, just by like a few years. I mean, years. I remember him from, was it Sabrina? He was in Sabrina, maybe? Or he was in the other Teen Witch? He definitely was in some kind of Disney show, Nickelodeon show that I knew him from. I don't know, that doesn't sound familiar Back when his hair was much longer and way more Zach Morrissey. No, no, no. Um, but then, yeah, Two Guys and a Girl. Yeah, Two Guys and a Girl is what did it for me. Back when he's a little bit chubbier. He wasn't really chubby, but... <laughs> he had... He was just he so funny. rounded face in this movie. Two Guys and a Girl, I feel like... It, it started as Two Guys and a Girl in the pizza place. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a fucking hilarious show. There are so many little... The dialogue was just great. There were so many, like, little stupid quippies that were just amazing. And that's perfect for him to deliver. And, yeah, yeah the, exactly. The shit that he does really well. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's Deadpool, because that's, that's, that's exactly. he's basically been prepping his entire life for that role. It's very true. So I forgot he was there. Um, it was so exciting to see him again and to see him in that role. You know, your sweet chocolate lips. Let me just, let me just dab you a little, a little sweaty. <laughs> oh. That was great. Um, first time I saw it, things that I absolutely adored, adored, adored. When they go to the burger place and uh, Anthony Anderson is... The guy. The, first of all, the fact that it's so obvious that there's no interior <laughs> to this burger place <laughs> that it's obviously just, just a, a wall, and then you can see like the black sky <laughs> behind them with <laughs> bugs flying around. But when he starts screaming about burn this motherfucker down, <laughs> like the, I still will say that to this day with with him playing in the back of my mind. I just I fucking love it. The entire part where they pull over on the side of the road. And uh, Kumar gets out and goes to pee, and Jamie Kennedy just shows up. He just shows up for a minute. I thought he was going to solicit him. No, no, that's what makes it so great. Is he's really just there to pee on the bush? He's just, he's just so well, nasty did, and the nasty. Why did over? you? Why did? Why did you choose this bush? Like, what, are you king of the forest? What, <laughs> what makes this bush so special? And then he, doesn't he comment on his pubes? Yeah, because he'd been he trimmed his yeah, pubes right. earlier. So I mean, that makes sense. That tracks. I love that he's just like thank you. But I love that. I love that he gets back. He gets back in the car and just says nothing. There's there's nothing. Um, and then the raccoon. The raccoon gets me every time. And I I was actually, it's funny because I remember the raccoon from the first time. First time I saw it, that's the thing that I remember laughing the loudest at. Just in like a burst of laughter way. Because mm-hmm. it was so completely absurd and ridiculous. I did too. For and, sure. 
because I remember that, I thought to myself, like, it's not going to hit me again. It won't affect not me as the hard. same way. And it fucking it did. Totally I does. laughed so hard. Because it, was, it looks ridiculous. You see a real a raccoon. Puppet. You, yeah, and then it's like a goofy looking, like, janky raccoon puppet. But the puppet. way that he, like, pulls back <laughs> and stares at him before attacking and then, like, vomits blood. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and they toss him out the window. It's so ridiculous. And I love it so, so much. I <laughs> And it still made me laugh last night, and I was so excited for that. Um sinking my battle shits oh the the giant bag of weed oh my god i had forgotten i had forgotten about the giant bag of weed until the kid showed it to him and as soon as it showed it as soon as he showed it to him i was i immediately flashed forward to kumar's (laughs) fantasy that was probably i laughed out loud many times for an extended period that was my i think maybe my favorite thing because it was so incredible when you call this Brad McCoffee, you stupid bitch. And then he's like, I love you, baby. But it's like their entire relationship. It's so it's good. It's so perfect. He it's like, so beautiful. But, but it's also so fucking low budge. Like, its finger is hooked around the coffee and he has to raise it. It's funny. I I don't remember. And I, I'm sorry I that I just was, said low budge. Anyway, go I on. knew it was low budget. <laughs> Obviously, it would be. But it didn't, like, I didn't really think of it as that until I rewatching it last night. The way that it was when they first started, the way it starts, you can tell straight away mm-hmm. <laughs> that this is not, like, a Hollywood movie. It's no. just boom into an office <laughs> with fucking Ethan Embry, who I forgot was in uh, it, too. Was like, he just shows up. He just showed because up. Because here's what they did that was so brilliant and so wonderful and such a great little play is. What what kind of, you know, ridiculous uh, kind of screwball comedy, it's usually a couple of white guys who go out and get themselves into trouble. Yeah. So we start out showing a couple of white guys. Yes, so we're talking yes. about it, heading out on the night on the town, and you know they're going to get into trouble. And then transition to the, you know, homely, not homely, but like he's homebody not. Asian. No, he's not. He's not homely. Also, BuzzFeed told me, in fact, just the other day, that John Cho is actually my soulmate. Oh, really? Yes. John I, Cho. Not a character that John Cho plays. No, no, no. John, John Cho. Cho. Which yes. I thought was odd that, you know, they, they're like, well, you know, play this game and see who your celebrity soulmate is. And it seemed odd to me that in 2020, John Cho would he even would show up as an option. Yeah. I figured I'd end up with some, I don't know, random YouTube child that I never heard of. <laughs> but it was great. Uh, I No, Homely was not. That was a misspeak. I meant yes. homebody. Yeah. Um, but kind of, yeah, like a homebody kind of uh, nerdy Asian guy. And then his ridiculous, constantly <laughs> out of control, high, friend. Out of control yeah, uh, Indian friend, and and that's what's so great about the movie too is it's it's funny, it's screwball, it's ridiculous, it's it is my generation a hundred percent, and there are hints of people I know in this movie, but it's also it's also a bit of social commentary. Uh, obviously, there are some really deep social commentaries. Wow! So you were like, "I want to watch this movie because I want to laugh," and then it starts, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, this is heavy for right now." And it's I I did not remember the jail scene Jeez. until we got but, there. But then in the end, they arrest all those cops, so it worked out, right? <laughs> sure. What the fucking fuck, though? I mean, I forgot about all of that, and, and then that it, it, guy, it hits hard right now. Is the black guy trope he's like the mystical black guy with all the wisdom and it just like it's it's a trope and it's a commentary but then there's the the other black guy who they pick up who was just asleep in his bed (laughs) i know they're like there were gunshots i was asleep in my bed like there weren't even gunshots no there weren't because kumar (laughs) called it in yeah i meanwhile there's a cheetah running loose because nobody can find the damn cheetah speaking of low budget (laughs) 
the part where he's like licking him and you can see you can that see he's, he's not, not even there and he even does that cheetah thing where he lowers his lower body because you can tell he's probably just looking out of like yeah. a puddle or something oh, cheetahs. and cheetahs it. are just they're not that big man they just no you aren't. can't i don't think you're gonna be able to ride a cheetah definitely not gonna be able i don't to know what they were holding that on cheetah to. like looked like a big fucking cheetah like a bigger cheetah than I have ever seen. Well, I mean, he lived in a zoo, so maybe so he, he was got overfed. He was. It could be. So you love this. Like, is it your best, most favorite stoner comedy? Stoner comedy? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because I was trying to think of other stoner comedies that I like or that I have seen. I have um, Half Baked. Yeah, and I like Half Baked. I like um, Smiley Face, which is probably my favorite of all time. Which I didn't love. Yeah. I really, really love that one. Um, because Anna Ferris. Yeah. And that I do was, think she's great. That was the first time I think I saw her. But also, like, John Krasinski shows up and Adam Brody. Like, the whole Danny Masterson, R.I.P. Danny Whoa, Masterson. Yeah. I don't think we're going to be able Careful to talk about there. that guy anymore. Um, and then I I also included Idle Hands. I would count that as a I stoner comedy. I do love Idle Hands. Saw that one in a... I still... Like a, Harold and Kumar still above Idle Hands, mm-hmm. but I do love Idle love, Hands. I love it. Love it. And I... I think I, my sister and I saw that at like a midnight showing at the Dollar Theater, and it was probably that's probably up there with Jackass too in terms of best movie going experiences of my life because the theater was just raucous and yeah. it was fab. I think uh, Dead Man on Campus also. Okay, Dead Man yes, on Campus was one of my absolute favorite. Yes, okay. and just speaking of movie going experiences, Dead Man on Campus was one of my most favorite, most memorable. I would say there are probably three movies seeing in the theater that are super memorable experiences mm-hmm. and that's top of the list it was at the old chesterfield theater it's been torn down for like 15 years Aww. now but it was a really cheap shitty theater middle of the day it was just me and my friend it must have been vicky it's like it must have been vicky i don't know who else would be She's your only friend well i mean nobody else would go to see something like this with me but it was the two of us and this huge like 300 pound black guy like middle-aged black guy who was like sitting a few rows ahead of us and we walked in and we were the only ones in the theater and we walked in and we were kind of like is he in the wrong place like does he know that this is you know like a screwball college mm-hmm. kid uh stoner comedy yeah. like he just he's like this he's a middle-aged dude like, and why I, would he be there yeah, yeah. he laughed <laughs> so hard and it was like it just it brought such joy <laughs> That he was he was laughing at the same times that we were, and he was so into it, and it was so it was just so good. It was so good. And normally audience reaction really audience reaction really bugs me. Like I don't want I don't give a shit what you think about this movie. This is about me. This is my experience. Yeah, I know, right? But you shut the fuck up. He was so joyous in his response, and I think on top of the fact that we just didn't expect him, to, like this, yeah. it didn't seem like his kind of movie. So the fact that. And honestly, I don't think it seemed like our kind of movie either because we were just two like upper middle class white girls going mm-hmm. to see this movie in the middle of the day. So here we are, three people who do not seem the type just falling on our asses laughing. That's what the thing about going to the theater is, you know, if it's that kind of a movie, it's it's almost more fun. Like, why do you go to the theater? Sometimes you go because it's a big blockbuster movie and you want to see it on the big screen and you want the fancy sound and all that. But sometimes you go because it's fun to... I was talking to somebody about that this week. It's fun to go and be surrounded by like-minded people and have a good laugh. And everybody be in that same headspace. And everybody be happy and excited and enjoy themselves. I think with comedies, I'm more apt to accept 
audience reactions. Yes. With like, horror too. Like anything where no, you don't like that's that. That's what I was going to say. Is I hate, I hate seeing, I like seeing horror movies in the theater because you're sitting in the dark and it's huge mm-hmm. and big and fun. Scary. But I don't ever enjoy going with big groups of people because inevitably there are people who are, it's supposed to be really quiet and inevitably there are people making noise yeah, or people true. talking to the screen or then they scream when they really don't have to scream. They just, it's like being on a roller coaster and they're like screaming because they think they ought to when really you don't fucking need to and sit there and shut the fuck up. Well, so know, I'm not a fan of the, the horror movie participation i think like so i was telling you that it's the 45th anniversary of jaws this weekend i think going to see that in a in a full in a, in a crowded theater the first time before anybody knew what was going to happen would have been so cool i could see that i man if i could have had the experience of seeing the exorcist there you go yeah. like but it wouldn't be the reason I say that is because everybody had such visceral reactions to it because they never expected it to be that. that. And I don't feel like we get that nowadays, though. I feel like mm-hmm. any horror movie you, you go to, to be- yeah, and I think that's why you get a lot of those kind of disingenuine reactions of, oh, somebody jumped, I'm going to scream, mm-hmm. when I don't even want that in my horror movies. I want, I mean, you can throw some of them in, but I want the psychological. I just, I just rewatched Haunting of Hill House. Oh, wow. Because I'm bored and I decided to, and it's so good. It is really And I really. had that same experience. The, uh, one of the later episodes, they're driving, the two sisters are driving to the That's house. That's one of the biggest scares. And then yep. her sister, like, and I knew it was coming. And I had, it was the same thought as I was, as I was saying about the raccoon in this, where mm-hmm. I was like, I know it's coming, mm-hmm. so it's probably not going to be as good. It's just a scary. And, but man, she fucking jumped out, and sure as shit, I jumped on the couch as well it was so good that's probably the most i've reacted to a, a horror anything horror and i remember like i was laying on that very couch and it happened and i was kicking my legs up in the air and like just flailing around and like screaming yeah. like i couldn't help it like you just have that like reaction of like your entire body freaks out yeah yeah it was great it's the flight reaction right i didn't get off the couch but <laughs> <laughs> no, of course maybe not. it was a fight reaction i was like kicking my legs uh so yeah any other stoner movies? The only other one I could think of was Knocked Up. I count that as a stoner movie, and I love that one. Um, I've never counted it as a stoner movie. I love it, but I, oh. me personally, just didn't. I mean, I feel like it's more romantic comedy. It is. It is a rom com, but I like. They smoke pot. They smoke so much. I mean, there's meat. Friday. Oh, I have never seen Friday. Oh, it's good. It's good. Um, but I still, I, yeah, Harold and Kumar. Dude, where's my car? Uh, Dead Man on Campus. Those are Bulldogs. those are my top three for sure. And they're all like, it's they're all three of them are the same fucking movie, just yeah. slightly different, you know. Um, but like, but buddy, that's buddy that's my comedy. that's my humor, I guess. And it is. We were talking about this earlier that there are like little things that get me, and they're usually little dumb things like the raccoon in the car, mm-hmm. or there's a part in uh, Dude, Where's My Car, where for some reason they're on like an. It's either an ostrich or an emu farm. Jesus Christ. It's <laughs> so random. They come across this emu and it just like looks him in the eye and then pecks him in the head and like knocks him out cold. They can be mean. But it was so perfectly, hilariously funny. And I was thinking about that the other day when I was I was listening to the um, the Dak Shepard podcast when he was uh, interviewing Charlie. Charlie, Charlie Day. Day. Charlie Day. And I fucking love Charlie Day is that for me in a nutshell. Like he everything he does is just the intonation of his voice, the way he looks at certain things, everything he does is just a tiny snippet of pure hilarity. Yeah. And there are things that like I feel like I can't even explain to people. It's not this whole scene is so funny or this particular quote is hilarious. It's just it's him. It's him. So you know, the way that he 
picks up a calculator and says, what are you? <laughs> like, that's not a funny line. It's just him. Yeah. Everything is so... Uh, and those are, the, those are the things that I always remember most. Or, the, like, the part in um, Dead Man on Campus with the guy who uh, is perfecting a British accent so that he can actually be mm-hmm. seen as you know like this kind of troubled mysterious musician but in reality he's just like a regular obnoxious rich white kid and um there's one point where he turns to somebody and they're talking about mtv and he's like what are you fucking kurt loader <laughs> and i just so like stupid every once in a while nobody knows who the fuck kurt loader is anymore i didn't really even know him that well because i didn't watch mtv that much kurt loader is like an important part of my history well i mean Sure. I know nobody really, from Kurt Loader. But, like, nobody knows who he is anymore. But even so, even now, in 2020, every once in a while, I'll hear in the back of my mind, fucking Kurt Loader. Because <laughs> it just amuses me. It sticks me. with you. Yeah. Yeah. Or let's burn this motherfucker down. <laughs> like, I sometimes shit just sticks out. I do think there were lots of things that stuck out for me in Harold and Kumar that I, they're just really quotable some yeah. of the stuff like no what, let's get into it i want to can I, I can i ask before you even get into this can i did, did you like it oh yeah okay. like do i think that i thought it was really funny i thought it honestly held up okay for what it is um and <laughs> so, again going into it thinking it's just going to be funny and then there's some really serious topics being addressed that are very current and i was like wow wow we wow about it because i was like whoa this shit is heavy well this shit has been going on for this i know long. but i'm like i didn't expect to see that but i so should have i should have we're talking you know 16 years ago 16 years ago it was a parody joke yeah. that this shit is going yep. on yep. that's how long it had been going on up until 2004 that everybody knows and mm-hmm. it's so painfully fucking obvious that we're making parodies about it yeah and it's still yeah and it's it's all of their races like they have the shitty white guys driving around saying stuff like yeah it's uh this is america learn how to drive and then like thank you come again yeah the that kind of shit so it's it was kind of some of that was kind of hard to watch but i laughed out loud a lot and i have a couple new t-shirts that i want to get ass dot 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 the new vagina or what is it ass the other vagina Oh, yeah. I would like that. That's what um, David Krumholtz is wearing. I love the fact that when they're, like, (laughs) considering fucking Leanne, that Kumar (laughs) just jumps up and he's like, I call ass shotgun. (laughs) So I liked that t-shirt. I liked Kumar's shirt that he was wearing when they were watching the television. I I heart Bush, the pussy, not the president. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I love the first moment that I laughed out loud. The commercial? Was the commercial. Yes. um, I'm so high, nothing can hurt me. No! <laughs> their reaction. The <laughs> way they're sitting up reaction. Like, just laughing. No, but when they're looking and they're like, oh, he's got the shotgun. Oh, oh, what's gonna happen? Marijuana kills. It was great. It was great. Um, the scissors. Just the, the thing, they do these little things that, like, oh, about man, them I've being roommates. Oh, I've been using these to trip my pubes or something. <laughs> because I remember a story that somebody told us about their roommate, and it was about the scissors. Because this guy was like, my roommate, it was Kevin Lamb. That's Kevin exactly Lamb what was I was assuming when you said that. <laughs> Johnny's like, 
these are the kitchen scissors and Kevin's got them he's doing whatever the fuck and that was immediately what I thought of because he is was acting like Kevin Lamb anyway R.I.P. um let's see I thought it was really interesting. So we did an episode with the Memory Distiller where we talked about 16 Candles. Oh, and yeah. I thought, I thought the stereotype that too of Long Duck Dong. Yeah. And here is John Cho's character, Harold. This Asian American. Talking who... about how much he loves 16 Candles. And I was like, what? Uh, Why not? It was, I mean, there's also an element of even if it's a stereotypical representation, if there are so few representations, it's totally possible. Yeah. Especially, he's, again, our generation. Yeah. Like, this is this oh, is yeah. our generation. So, remember how old you were the first time you saw Sixteen Candles? Mm-hmm. He would have been a child Didn't as well, probably. Yep. Probably wouldn't have it. thought anything of it and saw some sort of representation yeah. of him of himself. Plus, I, I mean, honestly, the reality is Harold is just a, a diehard romantic. He is. Like, he's Molly Ringwald. I know. A hundred percent. I don't know if he even thinks about Long Duck Dog. He's just thinking about being Molly Ringwald. When they go to their neighbor's apartment, um, and it's <laughs> getting high, and watching the gift of all movies. <laughs> to see Katie Holmes' <laughs> To see Katie Holmes' tits, and he's like, the things I would eat out of her ass. Yes. <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I thought that was hot. You thought that was hot. Yes. <laughs> it's it's not I wouldn't I wouldn't call it hot, but here here we go again with David Crumholtz. Just He's incredible. He's spot incredible. on with uh with the, the just the right thing to say. So I guess that made me think of watching them get high on the couch and then watching those other two guys being high on the couch. It was making me think about my relationship to marijuana. There was a period of time in college where I hung out with these guys, and that's it. That's all they did. Like, I would go over there. I had a crush on one of the guys. All they did was sit around and smoke, and then when they were too fucking high to drive, like, Leah, can you go get us a sundrop and a sandwich from the gas station? Like, just the biggest fucking stoner losers didn't go to class, threw parties on the weekends, and I was into it. It was fun, and I didn't smoke, but I was like, this is great, and these guys, like, I just liked hanging out with them it was easy but i tell you what if i have to be in a relationship or around anybody else ever again that's not a child and have to watch them play video games i'm not i can't do it so my experience was very different actually um not that stereotypical yeah you were like probably the intellectuals we were yeah Yeah, it was the theater uh, kids well, it was both. It was two. It, there were two different groups. There were the theater kids, and it's we. So West County of you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. The theater kids. Uh, we called it playing tennis, and yeah, it was. So I was in like a student directed one act when I was maybe a sophomore, and it was my director who was a senior who asked if we wanted to go play tennis, and it was like he would give us a ride home, mm-hmm. and we would just smoke up in his car on the ride on the way home. Um. But yeah, so they were like the theater kids. But most of them were, like, there were definitely some kind of stereotypical stoner dudes. Okay, one time in my life, one time has someone told me that I have a nice ass. (laughs) Were they high? Not only was he high, (laughs) I shit you not, he had one eye. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's hilarious. It's, It's at the time, oh it was heartbreaking. God. Heartbreaking. I'm like 17 years old, so I automatically have a poor body image. Wait, wait, wait. Did and he have a, something in place of the other eye? Yeah, I don't know if he was born that way or if he lost it when he was he lost it when he was really young. I think. Okay. So, so I don't know if it was like a tumor eye. or something. So yeah, he had a fake eye. So you couldn't tell. Well, no. I mean, we all knew. Okay. 
but I mean, like I knew him. This wasn't like mm-hmm. a random. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. But he was he was kind of a stereotypical stoner, and uh, yeah, only only guy. To so ever what? Tell me, the, can you please ever explain tell to me, me in what context? Like, what was happening that he was felt like he needed to tell you you have a nice ass? Um, Obviously, he was hitting on you. Yeah, we were just at school. It was wait, lunch. Wait, wait, it so was lunch time. Like, you were at lunch. What? How old were you? Uh, like 16, 16, 17, something like that. And you're hanging out with your friends, and this guy just turns to you and like, Lindsay, I think you have a nice ass. No, we were just, like, hanging out and talking, and I think it was when we got up to leave, like, the bell was about to ring, and, yeah, he was just like, man, you have such a nice ass. That is so funny. And I was like, thanks. And it didn't hit me until maybe five or ten minutes later, because for a minute I was like, well, thanks, you know, like, if you, here's the thing. If you're an actual really hot woman and you get hit on all the time, you're probably really annoyed by it. Yeah. I'm not that really, woman. Right. So I get what but you're about I, to say. I'm not, I'm not, that doesn't happen to me often. We don't get a lot of compliments. And I think part of it is that I have no ass nor <laughs> boobs. So I think that's probably a big part of it. And part of it is also I've been told I'm scary. Oh, you are. <laughs> so yeah. I think that might be a part too. But when you don't get told it very often, your first reaction is not one of, that's so sexist and gross. Your first reaction is, huh, okay. (laughs) And then it was about five minutes later that it hit me that that dude's high as a fucking kite and he only has one eye. So, so there were those, there were those friends as well who were kind of more, the more stereotypical, like I'm going to smoke a bowl before I even show up to school. We had uh, what we called the pot lot in uh, one of the parking lots. So fucking West County. So fucking West County. It was... According, <laughs> officially, it was called the pot lot because it was just this tiny, shitty little lot, like, way in the back, and it had a ton of, mm-hmm. ton of potholes in it. Oh. So that's how they called it the I pot lot. It. But no, I mean, people were just baking in their car. So we definitely had those people. And some of them were great to hang out with. And some of them were mm-hmm. in the theater group as well. But there were also the really smart, our valedictorian, I got high with our valedictorian several different times. Um, in fact, I was with him the first time he got drunk. Because he had been getting high for so many years, he never really drank because he never thought about it. And I remember we we went over to his house one night and he was like, all right, guys, I made some brownies and you got some bowls, but I'm not touching any of it. I'm just going to drink and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's kind of dangerous. I mean, it's smart that he didn't mix it, though. He just wanted to see how that. Yeah, exactly. He just wanted to. And and in fairness, he didn't drown. He, uh, He did jump in the pool and we were all very concerned. And I don't even remember entirely what happened. I remember reading poetry that night. So fucking weird. Out loud to everyone. <laughs> and it was it was beautiful. And I remember tying one of our friends to the bed. Uh, what? After what? He, he passed out and so we tied him to the bed and put lipstick on him and stole his clothes. That's that doesn't that's age well. Really, that's not age well. That's all I really remember about that night. And that the brownies weren't fully cooked, but I ate them anyway. Blech. Which is fair. Whatever. I smoked a lot that night. Marijuana causes you to do bad things. I mean, really, for the most part, I just sat around. I, you know, like that was. Yeah. That was I, think my that, I think. Experience. I think for the most part, marijuana. I don't know. For some people, I feel like I was. I like, don't know. Here's the thing. I know a lot of people who have smoked. Um, my parents included. Mm-hmm. Like my parents were. I I wouldn't say potheads by any means, but like yeah, they yeah, would smoke. They would get high. Yeah. Exactly. I have so far not known anyone who's ever actually done something dangerous or gotten mm-hmm. hurt from getting high. Whereas I do know people who have gotten into accidents and mm-hmm. had their license revoked and could have actually killed from someone drinking. from drinking. Yeah. And I do know people who have ended up in the hospital from drinking. Mm-hmm. I, my friend's brother, to this day, he says that he uh, doesn't believe that this really happened. 
but he was at a party at his house. He got so wasted and passed out, and they called an ambulance, and they had to pump his stomach, and uh, to this day, he's like, nah, that didn't happen. I don't remember it happening. And there, everybody's like, it, it happened. Yeah, you don't remember out. it because you were unconscious. Yeah. But it fucking happened, and you could die. Thing about alcohol, and I don't know if it happens with weed, but like with alcohol, you can for sure be blacked out and doing stuff and not. Yeah, I've never experienced that with with weed. I I mean, like I was just talking about the party that I don't remember Mm -hmm. about a ton of. The only Mm -hmm. reason I don't remember everything about it is because it was twenty years ago, and we were just having fun, and it was a full long night. Like we stayed the night Mm -hmm. that night, so. But yeah, I don't. I I personally, at least, have never had. A blackout experience getting high. I haven't smoked enough weed to be able to say I've blacked out or not. Yeah. Well, Wasn't I do. <laughs> I do remember our trip to California <laughs> with you just <laughs> you sitting there going, "You guys, it's not. This is this is this is what you were like. It's not working. <laughs> you guys, it doesn't work. <laughs> There's nothing. Just ridiculous laughter going. I don't feel anything." <laughs> I didn't feel anything. Oh, it was so I had good. a, talking, I had a about, good time. talking about Carl Budig. Oh my god, the fucking uh, Carl Budig! I laughed so hard. What, what was it? Was it Lisa Loeb you or? Say, oh I only hear what I want to. We were singing that the entire time. So good. We were texting each other about it when it was over. Gotta love those trips. Anyone, anywhere, <laughs> don't understand. Even so promises. emo. So emo. <laughs> um, the other things I liked. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've heard of Battle Shits, but I hadn't actually seen that scene with the two Oh, yeah. Brits. I thought you would love that. That was really, really you're great. A real, you're a real poo lover. I love it. I love the toilet humor. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I love this stupid hippie with a giant bag of weeds. Like, I'm a bit... He's like, you're a, I'm a business hippie? Like, I didn't... That guy was dumb. Um, <laughs> I just love his... Uh, yeah, we're going to get with those girls. Two, two, <laughs> 209. 209. 2011? Like, what? <laughs> I, yeah, I really am curious about where he ended up. And then when he gets tackled by the cops, and the one cop's like, "Hold his throat and groin, come on, rookie." Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad, so bad. And then the guy actually does it. Um, <laughs> let's see. I didn't obviously didn't recognize Maloney, Malin Ackerman as Maloney's wife, and then you get to see her tits. Nice tits, by the way. Oh um, yeah, they're great. Like not. <laughs> Not big, but, like, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No. But I think at the end of that, that whole thing with them, like, what is it? Uh, Freak Show takes his clothes off, and he's like, who wants the first reach around? And they're like, we're gone. We're out. That was really funny. Um, were you excited about Neil Patrick Harris? Did you know he was in this? I knew he was in it. When he showed up, I didn't know exactly what was going to happen. But he does such a good... I was wondering if he was actually playing himself, and then I read in the trivia that he was playing, like, a parody of himself, which makes sense. Right. And especially in light of now knowing how out he is, so, and he so was not... So that's the thing. Was he not out at the time? No. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was really confused. Yeah. But I do know he wasn't always out, so I couldn't remember if it was before or after that, but... I mean, he may well have been... I don't know his yeah. whole story. He may well have been out to, like, family and friends, so it's but kind of confi- not publicly. It, it is kind of funny to think of him as playing this, like, really Overly high, sexed. just super sexed guy who stole a car when, you know, in reality, he's not like that at all. Well, um, I assume. That was a long time ago, too. He's changed. That's there all. were so many Somewhere. just... I mean, the cheat is dumb. There's also, when they're, okay, for the hang gliding. So dumb. (laughs) So dumb. Um, But then while they're hang gliding, they see, like, the dick and balls cross circle. That made me really happy. Because Kumar's like, ah. Um, The scene when they're in 
the hospital and he saves that guy's life. It's so good, right? It's so great. Um, and then he asks him, like, how do you get to the no, White No, but castle? the best part, too. <laughs> I think we need to sedate this patient. <laughs> With it's marijuana. Brian <laughs> Reynolds is just like, marijuana? <laughs> There's no marijuana in this hospital. Doctor, why? <laughs> oh, um, and, and then the very, so, like, the whole. Also, quick question for you. Yeah, uh-huh. They're told that the nearest White Castle is 45 minutes away. Sure. And they have to make a decision as to whether or not to do that. Yes. Would, if you were faced with that decision, would there even be a decision? Because I feel like if you told me that, I have 100% gone 45 minutes out of my way to get just the particular latte that I wanted mm-hmm. or the particular food item I wanted. No, I would, like, I would have. Without thinking or caring about it at no, all, I, I, I 100% I, would have. If it was something I really wanted, because you know how you get that in your head? Yeah, and you're it like, won't go away. Man, I really need a burger. You got to get the burger. Which, of course, is what the entire film yes. is about. Yes. And I, I absolutely, like, that is another thing that I, I identify with. Mm-hmm. It was just funny to me that 45 minutes, like, if you had told me it was an hour and a half away, we'd have the discussion. Mm-hmm. I'd still probably do it, but we'd talk about it. But 45 minutes. Yeah. But what I find interesting, too, is at the very beginning when they're leaving, Kumar's like, oh, I forgot my cell phone. And they glance back at the apartment. We've come too far. Yards away. And they're like, yeah, we've come too far. We can't. 100% me. <laughs> but when it comes to going to get the White Castle, it's like, we're just going to keep going and keep going yeah. and keep going yeah, yeah. until we get there. But then they have this great moment when they actually are at the White Castle. And they get, they have this food porn moment where they're oh, yeah. eating everything and drinking the soda. And it's. And they are 100% going to have some battle shits later. They made it. They made it very sexy because. I think White Castle is so gross. The yes. last time I had it, I for sh- I was hungover the next day, and I surely threw, I definitely threw it up. Oh, really? It was at a wedding at a winery, oh. and we, I drank so much at the wedding. I was doing shots at the wedding, plus I'd had all of this wine. And then we went back to the hotel room, and this woman who was there for the wedding had that she was friends with, like my husband at the time, and um, she came back to the room with this guy she was dating who was this right winger and I was like let's argue and so he brought a cooler of beer I drank so much and I then I ate White Castle and I that's probably one of the worst hangovers in my life I was so sick we actually stayed longer like we got an extended stay at the hotel that day because I couldn't couldn't leave I couldn't couldn't leave um I was so sick but um, the last time I had it was Marissa's bachelorette party Oh, and you know, that's not the last time. I know I probably had one at like a trivia night or something when somebody brought a crepe. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's come up. The last up. memorable time. Exactly. Yeah. Party. yeah. And I don't think anybody ate any of it. It was so late and we just stopped on the way home to get some. Like and then we, get some. Yeah, and then we ended up back at her friend's house and we pretty much all just kind of went to bed. <laughs> so my night out combo used to be like go to the quick trip and get some Cheetos and a 7-Up. Mm-hmm. That was mine. And come back, eat the Cheetos, drink some 7-Up and, and pass out. And then um, Taco Bell isn't, like that was the thing I did in college. Like when you're out and you go and you get Taco Bell after a night of drinking. But anymore, like I just don't drink that much. So it's not, you yeah. know, if I was going to go out and get really plowed, I would probably have to eat actual food and i'd probably get a big breakfast the next day i feel like that's the key like you gotta get that big you gotta get a slinger or something Mm. get something in your belly (laughs) but um i forgot i'm sorry no yeah (laughs) like i think i think there's just a lot of really great quotable things and things that stuck out to me i agree the raccoon is hilarious like when that happened i just laughed so hard and then it throws up blood it just gets more and more ridiculous (laughs) yeah yeah. and then they have riding the cheetah and it's just really crazy um 
animal semen. We put semen. We put something in the... What was it? He put something in the sauce? This, yeah. You know, I got to tell you guys, you, you don't want to eat here tonight. Yeah. We, <laughs> we put, put something in the sauce, and then he said, this animal semen? It's, well, no. He's, he's like... They're just staring at him like they kind of want to ask, but they're not going to ask. He's like, it's semen. And then they're kind of like, okay, animal semen. <laughs> Which they like kind of look like they freaked out about it. I think I would have been relieved. That it wasn't human? Yeah. But where do you get animal semen? Oh, no, that was, worse. that was my first thought. And the only thing I could think of was like horse semen off of Craigslist from like, you know, a champion horse. I mean, it. I don't know. It might have been really expensive. I feel like that might have been a really expensive practical joke. Does that remind you of the Jackass episode where somebody drinks? It might have been Dave England or it might have been Steve-O. They drink. They they jack off the horse and then they get it and somebody pays. They're hanging out with these this group, like this, these rappers or something, and they pay him like 100 bucks to drink it and he does. But like, I do not remember they that. They have to black. They black it out on TV because it's like. I guess it's a sex act if you drink cum, no matter where it comes from. I don't know. Even if it's like in a, I don't know, mason jar. <laughs> it's so disgusting. It was so gross. He, they also No, they also paid somebody to eat. Dave England, I think, ate a cow patty. Oh. It's just, it was so dry. He's like eating it. He's like, it's so dry. And then he squashes it down with a beer. Oh. I think it was Steve-O that drank the cum. Just and like then- having to lick white dog shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so anyway, um. Yeah, I thought there was a lot, there were a lot of really great moments, and I spent a lot of the time trying to f- decide who I liked more. Like, do I like Harold? Do I like Kumar? I, I Cal Penn, I knew most from House MD. Yeah, and by the time, that's what was so great about seeing this movie when it first came out mm-hmm. is you didn't know them. My, I didn't know them, so my opinions of both of both Calvin and, and yeah that, my opinions of both of them were colored they will always be Harold and Kumar to me yeah. so to see Kumar show up on house <laughs> as a finally finally as a doctor as a, he, he made it happen as he, exactly as he should be and then later to hear that he actually stopped acting to go work at the White House mm-hmm. which I knew at that point that he was a smart guy like I, I don't know if I had read about him on IMDB or just heard stuff about him but it's still it's like it's like you know when you have a friend who uh, like like Kristen's little brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. they're all adults now, yeah. but you still see them as kids, kids as yeah. these little kids, and it's the same kind of thing with him. Like I, I know he's a really intelligent, worldly adult man, but I still see him mm-hmm. as the kid who's like trimming his pubes and getting high <laughs> with his good pal Harold. And as much as. I want to be like Kumar. I know that I'm Harold, which oh, yeah, is really sad. Yeah, 100% though. Um, It's sad for me. I mean, yeah. I, there's, I, I would say I'm more Harold than I, Kumar as well. Yeah, but if if we had to choose. Between the two of us, I am the Harold. Yeah. Or the Roldy, as Kumar likes to call him. It's super cute. Yeah. I also, um, I don't, I know John Cho, but I don't know from what. I can't recall all the things but i can tell you i tried to watch that show sleepy hollow last week i remember watching a few episodes of it and not hating God, it it's ridiculous like he, i think that was why i stopped it was it felt like at first it was kind of interesting and then it just got really dumb the dumbest stuff for me is the stuff that doesn't make sense like he's still wearing the same clothes that he came out of the grave in oh, for like make sense days in it doesn't make any <laughs> sense um, and there aren't enough 
jokes about how he's from the past. Like, she buys some donut holes, and then he sees the receipt, and he's like, this was $4.50, and look at the text, and I can't believe this. And that was more amusing to me than some of the other dumb stuff. But John Cho was in that. Um, he becomes a zombie really early on, though. I don't remember he's been, him He's being working in for, it, like, so one I of the... I must have stopped before he's he working. Started. He's a cop, but he's working for one of the horsemen of the apocalypse, and he ends up getting killed, but then they bring him back. I mean, he was in the new Star Trek movies. or Yeah, no, he's Sulu, yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I, there are definitely things that I've seen him in other than this, but that's why it was so funny that he ended up <laughs> in a BuzzFeed quiz. So it must, in fact, be true that he is my my soulmate, my celebrity soulmate. So do you um, do you have a favorite? Are these your favorite John Cho and Cal Penn roles? Well, yeah, they're the only ones. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I've seen them in other things. I've, you know, I loved House. Um, but no, no, they are Harold and Kumar. They always will. I'm sorry. They probably hate that. They probably don't want to hear that, but it's just a fact. Who's hotter? Do you have a a preference? One or the other? Oh, Harold. So I would say I, Well, I'm glad to hear this because I find Kumar hotter. Although John Cho's voice, John Cho's voice. Oh yeah. But I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Something about, he's like walking around this ridiculous early 2000s cargo pants. Oh, and when you see him when he is trimming his pubes and you just see like these chicken legs. I'm sorry. (laughs) His, his arms are really skinny I know. He's still down now. He was a kid then. Yeah, that's true. true. But I think John Cho's voice is so sexy. Yeah. And he's, he's hot. He's, he's fucking hot. Yes. And I loved his, how he kind of, you know, nuts up in the end and sacks up and talks, you know, gives the talk to Ethan Embry and stands up to him and um, and then gets his girl. Gets his girl. Gets the girl. The little fantasy he has of, what's her name? Maria. Maria, where he, it's like a cartoon and he's fun. He looked really good in the fantasy. They put him in a suit and some sunglasses and yeah. he's going to find, like, that That was really cute. Yeah. The, but then he wakes up to Kumar. Like, why is he licking his face? It doesn't make any because sense. Because he thought some gay shit might wake him up. Oh my god, it's so stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's what he thought. But yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it. It was so I laughed really hard multiple times. It definitely made me happy. And the and I started to watch it, and I was kind of like, fuck it, I'm not gonna take notes. I'm just gonna watch it and enjoy it. But then like things started to click, and I was like, I need to write this. So down. what what were your notes? I mean, stupid stuff. Like, I really appreciated that Kumar put his weed in his MCAT prep book and then used the the pages as rolling papers. Um, Just the quotes, like, uh, animal semen, Jesus, what the hell kind of Ivy League school is this? (laughs) Who wants the first reach around? Neil Patrick Harris saying Furburger. Furburger. Ew. Um... Yeah, the <laughs> dude, where's my car? Because yeah, I didn't realize that it was the guy who did do, dude, where's my car? So that was kind of funny when that came up. I was like, is this a coincidence? And then you find <laughs> out later on. Um, also, Wilson Phillips, hold on. Yeah. Which apparently, yeah. Won, like, maybe, I think it won an MTV Movie Award, maybe, for best, um, like, musical performance oh really <laughs> i think so yeah when you look at the three nominated oh it was nominated okay um they were nominated for a teen choice award and for an mtv movie award wow for that and then they also were nominated for um best on-screen team at the mtv movie awards and they didn't win no those are all nominations who won oh i don't know whoever the fuck it was didn't deserve it but um it's that that i 
obviously I'd seen Bridesmaids before I saw this so that's what I think of when I hear that song now yeah. but I, I do too like because I had totally forgotten yeah that that was in this at all yeah. and then yeah uh, listening to it again last night it actually it warmed the very cockles of my heart <laughs> that's a that's a really great friendship song so I feel yeah. like and because that's exactly what it is in Bridesmaids mm-hmm. too it's just it's their song all of these it's, mm-hmm. yeah it's just these friends who mm-hmm. love each other who are enjoying this yeah. great song together it's yeah. perfect so yeah, I also the, the, again the low budget thing where like it's nighttime. So this this was making me nuts. They're being chased by the cop. They go off road in the extreme white guy truck, and then the sun rises, <laughs> and then it's dark. But also, they don't have a lot of time because the cop has found them and is going through. But then you see the cop driving into the woods, and then it's daylight, and they right. piece together this hand glider. <laughs> glide. It's just so stupid. It's so stupid. Um, it was really, really good. It was a good kind of all-in-one-day movie, too. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah All-in-one-day yeah, kind, of kind of stoner adventure type of deal, um, which I feel like stoner comedies usually are that all-in-one-day thing. Like, Smiley Face is like that. Um, Dude, Where's My Car? Dude, Where's is. My Car is like that. That kind of, yeah. So, and and I believe that they were... It's fr- a hero's journey, really. <laughs> For the cheetah, maybe. No, no, I mean, when you when you get down to it, it's it's definitely a hero's journey. <laughs> journey jesus and you have uh rosencrantz and guildenstern <laughs> like that's what are they actually rosen rosenfield and i don't know what they're but it was do you know i had i had rats that i named rosencrantz and guildenstern Aww. what colors were they i love rats so they died pretty quick mm. i um brown one of them was brown no rosencrantz died like almost right away gill was uh like white and tan mm-hmm. and he lasted a little bit longer but I not just, super long i think rats are so awesome they're really cute smart and it's just hard to find ones that aren't inbred and die quickly yeah because they're not typically bred you can find breeders who breed them for pets and they are great pets but mm-hmm. usually they're bred for food I just right. opened IMDb back up to look at something, and I have no clue what it is because all I can think about is <laughs> my rats. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. They're, um, I think it, their relationship is great. I, I feel like they're believable as real people. They're not just and, – and I, I, I was so surprised by all the cameos. Um, I, they just kept coming and coming and coming, and that really kind of blew me up. Like, when Ethan Embry shows up in the beginning, I thought – I didn't even know he was in this movie. And yeah. I did like the, the, the perception shift of like, we're going to get a look at these goofy white guys having a crazy weekend. But no, actually, it's these other two guys. And then they run into Rosencrantz and Guildenstern or whatever their yeah, names are yeah. again. That was what I was looking was what their names they, yeah, were. Yeah, they run into them a couple of times. And I thought, oh, well, that could be another funny movie watching their night. And then I read that they were planning on doing something on like that. Rosenberg the, and Goldenstein. Okay, and and Goldstein, sorry, Goldstein. the guy who plays so it's David Crumholtz and then Eddie K. Eddie Thomas, K. Thomas, who is the guy from American Pie. Yeah, which is really the only thing I think of him. In, I mean, I think of him from this movie, but Finch. He's, that's right. He's really he's the guy from American Pie. I've seen him in a couple other things, but and yeah. Paula Garcia's Maria, who I guarantee you've probably never seen. Nope. Yeah, I knew her from Guiding Light. We were talking. I don't remember who we were talking about. That I know from Guiding Light. Oh, um, from Invitation. What is her name? Oh, uh, Tammy Blanchard. Yeah, Tammy Blanchard. So see, Guiding Light, sometimes you get soap stars. In fact, oh, I'm thinking of Ryan Philippe. I was going to say Ryan Mm -hmm. Reynolds, I think, maybe started on the soaps. But Ryan Philippe, I know, was on One Life to Live. And Fred Willard. Fred Willard, I know. When I saw him, I was like, oh. 
so yeah some amazing cast a lot of fun um a really good watch seeing them even seeing them in masks in the er stressed me out i was like god i can't get away from this <laughs> just because she of picked the masks? a movie with people in masks fuck <laughs> fuck <laughs> so yeah it was good i really enjoyed it i would definitely watch it again and it's on streaming on hbo right now so yes. it was nice to watch it for yeah. free so to speak um i t- texted you the other day because i've been watching um i may destroy you on hbo it's a 30 minutes I don't know how many episodes there are going to be. And I can't remember her name, but she's so good. And apparently she created the show. I May Destroy You? I May Destroy You, yeah. I don't know. It's, um... Perry Mason premieres this week. I'm very excited about that, actually. Michaela Cole, I think is how you say her name. Okay. And she plays this woman in London. She's, a she's written a book and she's, uh, a young, young woman. She's written a book and it's a story about, she's on deadline for her next novel and she takes like an hour long break and goes out to meet up with a friend and wakes up the next morning or and then i mean she stays up all night Mm -hmm. but something she is assaulted and Uh um it's kind of her so it's a drama it is but it's done in a really interesting way where and and her because the first two episodes is her she's piecing it together but the entire time leading up to her realizing what happened it's just i feel like it's so i have never had to deal with that myself but i feel like it's a really realistic portrayal of somebody coming to terms with something that happened to them because she all she has in her mind is this memory of somebody over her in Mm -hmm. a bathroom stall but it doesn't feel like her memory so she keeps saying, I keep getting this vision. It's very strange. And then she figures out that she must have been, she calls it Spike Roofied, but she still isn't putting it together. So she's just very matter-of-factly, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the cops because I feel like I, I was spiked. And she's just on the phone with a friend. She's like, I'm just like taking an Uber to the cops. No big deal. And then she gets there and she's talking to the cops and they're saying to her, this memory, the, the cops call the woman who was talking to her, um, she calls it a memory and, and, uh, this character is like, no, no, it's not a memory. It's just something I'm seeing. And they're like, well, well can she you... She like hallucinated. I, or something. And then she's like, can you tell me what this person looks like? And she's like describing him. And she's she says, uh, do you remember his eyes? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I can see his eyes. And she's like, who is he looking at? And then it clicks for her. And she just breaks down. Mm. It's so good. Like, I feel like I just ruined that great moment for you. Yeah, but, you did. Thanks. Um... <laughs> It's, I don't know. I what was it? I, it's called forgotten. I May Destroy You. It's on HBO, and I okay. that I was watching that, and I don't know. I've loved Euphoria, and it kind of I don't know. Euphoria is a little bit more. I don't want to say bubblegum, but it's definitely a different feeling. This feels very real. Um, also, she has amazing hair. And there are only two episodes. Yeah, but there's there are more. Okay. Coming, I think. I hope. Yeah, this looks okay. like there's going to be 12 episodes. Um, but only two have been released on HBO yet. So, I, I'm loving it. And I didn't really know Michaela. Yeah, I don't um, recognize Cole, her. But I know she was in a series called Bubblegum. And, um, Doesn't sound familiar. Uh, yeah. But it's... In, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. But that's kind of took a turn. But that's what I've been watching. <laughs> I'm not sure where that came from. That's what I've been watching and thinking about a lot. And I feel like it would... Like, that would be... That you would really like it. Um, yeah. So, I guess maybe what I'm saying is I've been watching a lot of serious shit. Oh, so it was good to laugh. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I've been watching Merit at First Sight, but that's serious in, in another way. Well, it's something. It's... They're real people having real experiences. I mean, they signed up for it, but... I guess. So, yeah. I mean, have you been watching anything good? I mean, I, I rewatched Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, that that's took right. up 
yeah. most of my last week. I I honestly haven't started anything new in quite a while. I I rewatched that. I've been rewatching Veep. I finished Mrs. America on Hulu, Still haven't seen that. which is so fucking hard but so fucking good. What about the Wally Lamb show? Is that over? Yes, that was uh, last week, mm-hmm. which uh, was so fucking hard and so fucking good. Um, yeah, I, I know like this much HBO is true. is still crushing it when it comes and, to like and, yeah, and like I said, Perry Mason is starting this week I'm on so HBO. Excited, is so, it? Is yeah, it starting on Sunday? It's starting tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So and you should also that. check out Run. Run would go really fast for you. Yeah. If you if you don't like the first episode, then don't watch it. But um, it's funny because I really like both of them, but the previews of it didn't appeal to me at all like but i don't really know like you didn't really get yeah. exactly what it's about from the trailer mm-hmm. so you know it the thing about run and the thing about fleabag and honestly the thing about i may destroy you is that i don't know what's going to happen i yeah. feel like i'm just and it's that 30 minute format so it goes pretty quick but i feel like a lot of times you watch a movie and you know where it's going to end up and a lot of sure. times you watch a show and you know we've been talking about new girl a lot because we were re-watching it yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what's going to happen like yeah. you know it's just the, the pleasure is in watching the characters and and mm-hmm. just being and part reliving of world. some of those moments yeah. and the yeah yeah the dialogue but when i'm watching a show where i just the characters are great the writing is good the dialogue's incredible and you don't know what's going to happen it's just like you're excited mm-hmm. you know even game of thrones yeah. there were questions but i feel like Everybody was out there talking about what was going to happen, and there was no no stone unturned in terms of, like, theories and what was going to happen to people. And Yeah, which I guess all of that kind of stuff, I I mean, I enjoyed talking about it with my friends. I never really went online and looked up theories or anything. I didn't on the care line. What, I didn't care what people on the line were saying. But it was a lot of fun to sit around and just talk about mm-hmm. it with your friends, yeah. for sure. And, I mean, Game of Thrones, I read the books as well, and some of our friends have read the books, and some hadn't, so yeah, it was kind so of fun was to see those different yeah. thoughts and opinions, too, yeah. Um, yeah, what we do in the shadows is over now. <laughs> I was just thinking dead, of the things. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> I, I did have that in my head all this week since oh, last weekend. Since no, you. I literally woke that that day that we recorded the podcast. I had watched just one fucking episode. It was stuck in my head throughout that entire day. <laughs> I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning, still singing it in my head, which was hard when you have such a difficult I'm like I'm 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 really not sleeping now <laughs> I'm having a really hard time sleeping for whatever reason so there's an element of truth to it when you wake up at three you're o'clock dead, in the morning and hear dead. you're dead you're dead you're dead. <laughs> just playing over and over again through your head also this is kind of embarrassing but after we talked about Nick Cage and Nick Cage movies Do you I was sex dream about him no oh, okay I downloaded the soundtrack to City of Angels Wow, I you know what I owned it. I mean, I was a child. I did, at the I did time. too. I did too. I might still have it in my CD collection, but I just and I was listening to it and it just brought back so many memories. Oh yeah, no, it's great. It's good, it's good soundtrack. It's right up there with like it was City of Angels, Romeo and Juliet. Yes, I, mean, there I love was that some soundtrack. Damn good soundtracks from the nineties. Good times. Oh. I I can't say that Harold and Kumar had an incredible soundtrack, but but it's. Black Eyed Peas actually oh. actually playing. Let's get retarded. Here's the thing. <laughs> you know, 100%, you know that when I use that word, I'm not at all. Refer- I'm not referring to any kind of I know medical. There is no longer any sort mm-hmm. of medical term of, of retarded. It's mm-hmm. no longer a scientific yeah. term mm-hmm. anyway, and it hasn't been for a long time. And I'm in no way referring to people in that way. It's the same. It's I feel like it's the same as uh, the South Park episode about faggot. <laughs> they tried desperately to explain yeah. that like these kids didn't even know no. that it had anything to do 
with gay people, yeah. they just thought it was like assholes who would run red lights, shit like that. That's they didn't. It was. Like. I feel like it was the biker. It was biker. Yeah, yeah, it was biker. Because they were so loud and obnoxious. Right. And that's exactly how I feel about retarded. <laughs> is that it's it's not it is not nor has it ever been anything for my generation to do with anyone with any sort of mm-hmm. mental disease. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because it's been. Because we live in a very PC climate right now, and so it's been coming up more and more, even just with our friends, mm-hmm. of like, well, don't say this word, don't say this word, don't say this word, don't. And it drives me fucking crazy because I'm the kind of person who wants to say whatever the fuck I want to say. And you I might. don't want to hurt people or offend people. Well, I really don't care if I offend people, but I don't want to hurt people. I just, I can just hear <laughs> you, I can just hear you now being like, oh, you don't want me to say that? Well, that's fucking retarded. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And again, I don't, I don't mean to be. I never want to, I don't care if I offend you because grow the fuck up. But I do care if I hurt you. If it is yes. something that actually hurts somebody, I obviously don't want to do that. Um, if you're just overly sensitive, then. I don't care if I offend you. I don't you care if I offend you. Grow the fuck up. Yes. That's the truth. If you're, if it's just that you have a blatant sensitivity, grow the fuck up. We all have blatant sensitivities. You just got to get used to it and live in the world. I feel like you're Joe Roganing right now. I keep, might be just a little keep bit. Her, just keep, tell me that wearing masks is for bitches. It's just not. Just say it. It's not. I have masks in my car right now. I do think this is what we should call it. We should call it Joe Roganing when you're Joe just Roganing? like when when I, I do so, this. No, <laughs> no. If anybody is like, I don't give a fuck. Wearing masks is for bitches. Like, blah, you know, like you're just saying things that you're like, fuck everybody else. Because it comes back to something like wearing a mask too. You could potentially actually physically harm yes, someone if course, you don't. Yes. No. Yes. But me using the term retarded around somebody who's never even known someone with Down syndrome, for example doesn't even know anybody with it doesn't give a shit about anybody with it because they've never even met someone and yet they're somehow being triggered man if i you know what fucking triggers me leah you know what fucking triggers me the fucking word triggered trigger warning we're gonna talk about trigger trigger (laughs) i hear trigger and i and here's the thing i get triggered by shit because i have an actual disorder Mm -hmm. an actual anxiety disorder Mm -hmm. yeah i have some very real triggers because i do have phobias and I have OCD and those are legitimate uses I believe of the word trigger when it it actually does cause someone to have a very true like a reaction that would cause them to have like an actual panic attack or yeah Um, but there are so many people who now are using it just in the same way as saying it pisses you off Mm -hmm. fuck you grow the fuck up (laughs) that's exactly how I feel there's a lot of trigger warnings on well a lot of like I've the last the last couple of days a lot of people coming out and speaking up against like comedians and Ansel Ansel Elgort's gonna have to pay his fucking dues. I knew that guy was a fucking prick. And I believe those women that he are just saying, looks like it. He looks like it's a just fucking his prick. face. He, you know, and Which is a horrible thing to say. There is something <laughs> they like there's this and I don't know if this is real, but there's this GQ quote from him floating around on the internet and I'm like, yeah, this sounds like him. Um how old is he? He's, he's not mean, that old. He's a fucking baby. Old enough to, old enough to do some shit. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But I just. Oh, he's twenty six. Yeah, he's a fucking baby. And he's of the generation that should be kind enough to know better. All these kids today with their really? triggers. Really? You think they're? You think he's? No, I think that there are just so many of them who are outspoken about it. No. Who are outspoken hypocrites on social media? That's exactly what I think. But regardless. This is it. This is it. This is the quote from GQ. Hold on. I have to find it. Mm. Here it is. Girls love it when you have some weird nerdy thing in your room, he told GQ. It makes you look less threatening, even though I'm like 
very threatening. I'm the most threatening guy ever. Now, do I think that he said that seriously? No. Is it gross that he said it? Is it super fucking creepy? It's disgusting. And he looks creepy. And I'm just like, trust your gut, ladies. If you have a bad feeling about him, it's probably right. Well, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Sure. Yeah, yeah. but I do think think it's an inherent thing for women. We we talked about this, what was it, last week or the week before we were talking about... uh, the boxes that women are expected to fit into and one of those boxes I think really is still to go along meek and mild exactly to not question not push back mm-hmm. um and then you end up in a situation and, where you're assaulted and yeah, you feel like so it was you, your fucking fault so you get a weird feeling about a guy but you don't want to be you don't want to be like the hysterical woman mm-hmm. who is reading too much into things who is you know relies too heavily on her gut then she's overly emotional and you know you don't want to be her so you just go along with it and this motherfucker definitely used his fame mm-hmm. which is interesting because i don't feel like he's that fucking famous he is he is well he shouldn't be because he's a fucking child and i just don't think children should be famous if you're younger than me, I don't think you should. With, he, with a few exceptions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like, I know who he is, but he's not, like, an A-list celebrity. I wouldn't would, think, I don't think so. I think people would say. I mean, he's got a, a big so. social media presence, and I think the kids gross. love him. Gross. Still. He's gross. He, you know, the, the way I feel about him is sort of the same way I feel about Miles Teller. And I can't figure out if Miles Teller's actually this level of gross, or he's just kind of like a... I think he's just kind of douchey. Just kind of douchey, yeah. But you're going to love him in Whiplash. <laughs> he might be playing himself. Does he have a hard? Is wish? Is his character in Wish Whiplash have a hard time? Does he? Does he get? You know, is it? Does he have I to mean, deal with things? Does he have to go through stuff? Yeah, sure. It's it's a drama for sure. I I rewatched the remake of Dirty Dancing. Oh, why? The other day. Have you seen it? Uh, no. I saw because so I kind of want to make you watch it. Because wait, no, no, you're talking about Footloose. Yes, sorry, not Dirty Dancing. Yeah, no, no, because I did see Dirty Dancing had Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, Havana Nights which I, I actually kind of I enjoyed liked. it. Yeah, I kind of liked it. Diego that. Luna, But here's him. part of the reason I like it. It's not a remake. It's just it's a, a cont- let's take a, a similar story. premise. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. But Footloose, Footloose is a total remake. And yeah. fuck them. No, I've not seen it and I won't. Like, but Lindsay, no. we can then talk about the original Footloose. I can't, Leah. Footloose is very near and dear to my heart. I know, heart. it's important to you. The fact that they would ever touch that film already alone hurts and to know that it was but made into Dennis such Quaid trash trash you know what i think i did see it you probably have i think i actually did begrudgingly watch it now that it's, I'm pretty, about it's it. pretty funny and it's pretty bad and that's all i have to say about that that's all i, I don't say really about care that. about the original footloose really it no. didn't hit you because i didn't see it when i was that age i saw it when i was older Oh, okay. The I, first time I saw it was probably, I mean, I was probably like six or seven. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see it when I was a kid. So yeah. I think it would have probably resonated more with me. Just like any, you know, high school movie. You, you you know, can't hardly wait. I saw it right at the right time. Like, I, I connected with it. Cause yeah. Did you see that in the theater? Pretty sure, yes. Yeah, I remember seeing yeah. it in the theater. Because I was right out of, I mean, it was like 99. I think I had just graduated from high school the year before. Um, God, such a good show. Okay. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> uh, Harold and Kumar was quite good, and I'm glad we watched it. And we probably need to watch more fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. we have we've have been on a tear. Yeah, but no, I I mean yeah, I, I that was part of the reason I picked it is I I think everyone could use a good laugh right now. Mm-hmm. I honestly had forgotten about and was uh, heartened 
and delighted by the still rather on point social commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, it's also just fucking hilarious. So I'm glad, I'm glad that I got to watch it mm-hmm. again, and, and I'm, I'm glad that I, you liked I, it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. The movie virgins. Hey, people. This is Leah. I just finished episode 8 of I May Destroy You, and it's still really fucking great, and you should probably get on watching that. Also, I think Succession has been nominated for a shit ton of Emmys, and uh, that probably means I need to get around to actually watching Succession. Um, And Perry Mason totally delivered. So, this is just a commercial for HBO. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, We hope you enjoyed that episode. Next week, I believe we have for you without a paddle. So if you haven't seen that, maybe you should get on it. And um, wherever you're listening, please subscribe. And on Apple Podcasts, rate us and leave us a review and we'll love you forever. Uh, And we do want to hear from you, whether you loved it or hated it or whatever it is. We want to hear from you. Rate us. Review us. Um, so yeah, so that's it for now. Uh, as always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. One last thing. The music in this episode was written and performed by Melissa Powers. Virgin's Park Virgin's Park Virgin's